besides the school I've had enough for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play it Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And uh, we're back again for another episode of uh, All Things Hockey. And uh, a little different for us today. Uh, here in the UK, it is a Sunday morning. Yeah, totally new for us. We usually do uh, record our podcasts on Friday, Saturday nights. Um, during the regular season, we do two podcasts a week. So we do usually one Friday, Saturday night and then one midweek around Wednesday or something like that. Uh, but today, we've decided to do one on Sunday morning while we're fresh as daisies. Yeah. And why are we fresh? Because we didn't stay up and watch... The Bruins game. <laughs> we didn't bother staying up to watch the Bruins game. So 1 a.m. face-off here in the UK. Uh, Leafs, aren't in the, Leafs aren't in it anymore, so we're not really watching the games anyway. But um, we thought we'd stay up. It's the weekend and that sort of thing. But then I thought, you know what? 1 a.m., that means bed for us... A, about three between three and four a.m. just wasn't worth it in game three of a series that the Leafs aren't in. So anyway, um, but we're back with loads of stuff to talk about. Amazingly, even though it is now June, um, there's lots to talk about in the hockey world. What sorts of things are we going to cover today, Finn? Uh, well, the uh, World Championships uh, of uh, hockey they finished recently. Oh yeah, that's right. So um, since we um, were last on. The worlds have completely finished. Yep. So we could do a little roundup there on how things went and some news around that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of Leaf stuff has happened, believe it or not. Yeah. So there's perpetually... I mean, we are plugged into Leafs stuff. We are all over it on social media, news sources, and everything else. And um, so, yeah, lots of stuff to talk about to do with the Leafs, even though they uh, haven't played a game in weeks. Yeah, obviously, we've got some NHL stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, and we'll just do a little, we'll talk about the playoffs and, and how they're going uh, in the NHL and any other bits and pe- pieces around that. Um, we've got Scott coming on. Yes. Uh, Cliffy will be here uh, with us as usual doing Cliffy's notes. Scott is uh, a great friend of ours. And actually, you know, this podcast is basically Scott's as well. He's on pretty much every episode. Um, he lives in the north of the country and is r- he's really plugged into GB hockey and also European hockey. Uh, Scott will be on as per usual today and we'll talk a little bit about what's happening around the world of, of uh, hockey here in the UK. Uh, and a huge, huge announcement in Cliffy's notes section uh, in regards to uh, somebody who is coming on the podcast. Yeah. Who we won't name at this stage. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll leave that to Scott. But yeah, no, huge news. So stay tuned for Cliffy's notes. Uh, big announcement coming in there. Um, and then we'll have the regular stuff like Finn's questions and um, some other bits and pieces. Um, but let's kick off with talking about how the Worlds uh, ended up. Should we go there? Yes. Yeah, so I believe the last game that we covered was uh, the end of the, uh, what do you call it, uh, round, round robin? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yeah. So the um, uh, there were two groups and uh, each group had a round robin. And uh, then a w- the winner of the round robin. Is that, have I got that right? Yeah. So the top the top team, uh, the top three teams go through. Uh, the, no, top four teams. Sorry, uh, go to through to the quarterfinals. That's right. And then so then what you end up with is uh, like exactly like the Olympics. You end up with um, two teams battling it out for bronze, and then the top two teams um, battling out. Uh, yeah, the loser gets silver, uh, winner gets gold, and so. Um, 
the last four teams in are they set up in groups in that thing that that we're looking at there uh so is that left hand groups no, they're like all jumbled up. They're all so over the place. So, okay. of, of Group A, uh, you got Canada, who won their group, uh, USA, Finland, and Germany. And then of Group B, you have Switzerland, Russia, Sweden, and the Czechs. Right. So those are the eight teams that made it through to the what is effectually the semifinal. Well, cool. no, so, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Sort the, of. There's a semis. That's right. Um, and so... It's not the, so that's the final scores of all those, uh, of those games? That yeah. is quarterfinal. Uh, okay, cool. So, how uh, should we just jump to it? Who won? Who won which game? Canada? Like the Canada game? Uh, yeah, okay. Okay, so, first off, well, I feel like we should talk about this game. This was a pretty odd game. Uh, I've actually uh, found how you get all the uh, broken down goals, which is pretty cool. Are we back? Are you talking about the um, the semi, or sorry, the quarterfinal game? Yeah, so we... Yeah, this we, amazing, amazing game. That one? Yeah, yeah, that one. Cool. Yeah, go. Uh, so, uh, well, we must well start from the first period. So, first period, uh, I believe only one goal is scored. Uh, for the Did we Swiss mention? We're oh, okay, yeah. So I, I don't even know if we mentioned. So this is Canada versus Switzerland in yeah. the quarterfinal. Yeah. Uh, for uh, so for the the Swiss scored at eighteen oh six in the first period uh, by Sven Andrigetta. and which was a surprise, I think, for everybody because. Um, Canada definitely the favorite going into this game, and we were really looking for them to score, uh, like draw first blood or whatever, sc score the first goal. But they didn't. Yeah, they didn't. They uh, took them a whole period before they uh, they scored. So five minutes into the uh, second period, Mark uh, Mark Stone. Oh yeah, who's uh, just had such so an good. <laughs> amazing tournament um, in the world. He was an absolute superstar there. Uh, yeah, so Stone puts one on the board, one one. Yes. Also uh, with. Uh, three seconds left in the uh, in the second period. Uh, Nico Hichier of the Swi uh, of the Swiss uh, scores to make it two one. And so, what thinking back to that game, I mean, scoring with three seconds left in the period, to my mind mm -hmm. and to my recollection, watching that. So we watched every game, every certainly every Canada. We watched almost every game in the whole worlds this year, as many of them as yeah, we could. Yeah, pretty much. And um, in that game, uh, towards the end of the second period, it was like Canada sort of took their eye off the ball and they're, they're almost like in a change or they'd sort of let they'd sort of let their foot off the gas at the end of the period and, and swiss like sort of quickly snuck one in there so they're now back to chasing so two one the end of the second period yes uh and then we go pretty much a full period with um the uh, uh, canadians um pulling their goalie yep uh uh i'm trying to they pulled the goalie for an unbelievably long time three too. three minutes yeah uh, which, uh, when you're watching as a fan, everybody knows a pulled goalie is just, you're on the edge of your seat because it's all about control. If you lose control, you've lost the game, right? So uh, three more than three minutes in and the goalie's on the bench. Um, just the, t in the, the tension and uh, the intensity of the gameplay is just mind-blowing in that game. Uh, and, of course, this is the big game, uh, the amazing game where uh, the clock hits zero. As the puck goes in, as was it Stone again? No, it was Damon Severson. Oh yeah, Severson's goal. Uh, so he pots one in at zero, and it's so incredibly close. Uh, it was clear that even the players themselves weren't sure, and uh, certainly the fans and the stands weren't sure. I believe the goal light showed, 
Um, but they had to go to review to check it out. And I remember we watched it on TV, and do you remember that split-screen view that they showed? So slow-mo of the puck coming across, coming towards the goal line yeah. in one corner, and then the other corner is the actual um, regulation time shot clock, which is counting in hundredths of seconds, I think. No, tenths of seconds, sorry. Tenths of seconds. Yeah. And uh, every, we could clearly see on the review before they called it that the puck crossed the line with 0 0.4 seconds left. Yeah. Which was just unbelievable. And so we were standing here in our living room in, uh, in Oxford in, U in the UK, and we both leapt into the air. And uh, it was just such an exciting moment. Uh, just unbelievable. So Canada manages to score a goal to tie it up in regulation at the end of regulation with less than one second. I mean, it's just amazing. So, so great to watch a game like that. Yeah. Which and then, uh, um, and, uh, so this is a quarterfinal game. So, and the setup for that is, um, it goes, uh, over to sudden death overtime and then into, it will go into penalties. It's just the final, the that final that doesn't go into penalties yeah. that they'll play till they drop. Yeah. Um, so anyway, nobody wants to lose anything like this on a penalty shot. So we're in. We go into overtime. What happens, Finn? Uh, well, uh, five minutes and seven seconds into overtime, Mark Stone scores the second goal of the game. Uh, assists going to Pierre Luc Dubois and Shea Theodore. Yeah, such an amazing goal. Um, four on four, three on three format. Yep. Uh, and Stone pops one in for a sudden death uh, win. And what an amazing game. Just incredible. So that was probably the game of the tournament for me. That was such a good game. It was such an amazing game. I mean, echoing the GB game um, with a, with a simi similar situation where GB... Didn't GB score like with like seconds left or something like that? They came from behind uh, in one of their... Oh, no, no, no. What it was is it was the France game. So the game GB versus France, which had happened the last on the last podcast because we talked about that last time. And um, what had happened was, it was GB versus France. Whatever team wins stays up for the next tournament. It stays up in the league. Whichever team loses gets relegated out of the league. And that was a total nail-biter and an absolute um, photo finish as well. So, no, amazing tournament. So, anyway, that was a Canada game. Canada beats Switzerland and advances to the, uh, semis. the semis. semifinals. And so, the semifinal sees Russia versus Finland and Canada versus Czech Republic. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking at the app here and they have this thing where you can cheer for a certain team. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. In oh, every cool single idea. game that I've seen, Canada was always cheered against. Yeah, well... Like they had cheers in favor of the other team. Yeah, they were the, they were the underdogs for cheers or whatever. I don't know what that means exactly. Maybe Canadians just weren't, hadn't downloaded the app. Maybe. Um, but the, the Russia-Finland game, so Russia was the favorite, I think, all tournament. Yeah. Because they had, they had a lineup that was literally disgusting. Yeah, so um, Canada was, you know, by the pundits, pipped to be the favorite to win the tournament. But Russia was the people's favorite, really. Would you say? Uh, I don't know. Because I, I, f I feel like Russia, no matter what, no matter how good Canada did, yeah, Russia was always the favorite because... Once again, their team, they had like a Vet yeah. they had a Vetchkin Kucherov and some other amazing NHL yeah, player, Vasilevsky well, in there. So if you think about the, the, the nations that are most represented in the NHL, it probably goes something like, you, well, Canada, USA be close probably, and then Russia. Yeah. And of course, there's that whole forever controversy about the fact that the NHL, the Canadian and American NHL pros sort of now 
choose whether or not they could be bothered for whatever reason to play in a tournament like that whereas of yeah. course russians are just totally different they're like what i have a chance to play for my country i'm it i'm there yeah yeah exactly so anyway yeah no powerhouse team so russian versus finland yeah finland has zero nhl players yep um and beat russia one nil amazing totally amazing Dude. what a great victory um do you want to go through goal for goal for czech v canada uh may as well Okay, let's spin through it because it's disappointing. Oh, no, that's not disappointing. What am I talking about? That's good. Disappointing if you're in Czech Republic. Yeah, so <laughs> um, final score was 5-1 yep, to Canada. Yeah, big win. Uh, Mark Stone scores yep. five minutes in. Uh, Darnell Nurse scores uh, 10 seconds Nurse into the... Just a great tournament as well, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 very, he's pretty good defender. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Darnell Nurse scores 10 seconds into the second period. Pierre Luc Dubar scores five minutes and uh, five minutes into the second period. Uh, third period, uh, six minutes in, Kyle Turris. Uh Thirteen minutes in, uh, Thomas Shabbat. So what's that? Five nil at the moment. Uh, yeah, five nil. And then um, they get kind of get like a uh, checks get kind of like a consolation, like we actually scored a goal. Yeah. Uh, five, and it ends up five one. It's a horner. Yeah. It was a tough game for uh, for Czech Republic for sure, um, especially that late in the tournament. They probably, I'm cer- sure they must have fancied their chances, but um, Canada j- j- was just too strong in the day. Yeah. So yeah. that's a, that's the semis, which ends up making it a Canada-Finland final for gold and silver. Yeah. Finland being the only team that Canada lost against in the tournament yeah. before that. And uh, Russia versus Czech Republic for bronze. Yes. Let's do the bronze game first. Okay, so do you want me to go through the goals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That wasn't a big. That wasn't a high score. No, that was a tight I, game. It was close. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just looking here. It says goalkeeper in, and it says Vasilevsky, and I'm like, yeah. Russia has like such a stacked team. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, I'm gonna try and pronounce this name. So, Russia score first. Yeah. 13 minutes in with Grigorenko. Yeah. So really, you could tell that game from the beginning was just tight, and um, you know, like you say, 13 minutes in, nobody scored yet. And so first, go- Russia scores first. 41 seconds later, uh, Repic of uh, Czech scores. Yeah, so here you go, Russia, back at, back in your face. Uh, and 18 minutes, 34 seconds into the first period, uh, Kubalik scores for the Czechs to make it 2-1. So that's, that's amazing. And, and you know, the, the atmosphere in the, in the arena for that must have just been intense at that point. So Czech Republic now leading Russia 2-1. Russia tied up 39 seconds into the second period. We, yeah, which was unexpected. Uh, Anisimov. Right, okay. So two all. Uh, and then uh, no no score in the third period. Um, and go to overtime and Russia... Uh, w- uh, Russia go to... And uh, Russian checks go to a penalty shootout. Yeah, which is such a drag. Um, and uh, just v- Vasilevsky is mad. Um as it goes here, he saved all like he saved all but one of the Czech goals, and that goal and it didn't go in; it was a missed shot. Um, but Ilya Kovalchuk scored first for the Russians. Yeah, uh, Kucherov got saved. Uh, Gusev of S- Russia scored again, and uh, Ilya. Uh, and oh, that means that Ilya Kovalchuk scored the game-winning goal. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah so yeah. it was a uh, it's um w- obviously it was a. Uh, What's that make it a best of five? Is it best of five or something like that? I thought it was like 
You had three, but I, I, I yeah. Anyway, I, don't I know, think Russia scored one. like three goal, three penalty shots. No, they missed. They scored two, sir. Two, two, yeah. and uh, and Czech didn't weren't able to score any. Yeah, yeah, so, which is rare as well. Yeah, definitely. But anyway, so yeah, there you go. So that uh, puts Russia through, and um, they win the bronze. They win the bronze. So that leaves Canada versus Finland for the gold. Yes. Uh, and we all know, everybody listening knows Canada won. But should we run quickly through that? Because that's a low-scoring game as well. But Canada didn't win. No. Finland won. <laughs> Trying to talk it into ex- existence. Yeah, after it happened. Yeah, so uh, 10 minutes and uh, 2 seconds into the game. Yeah. Uh, Shea Theodore scores for Canada to make it 1-0. Uh, so it's going to Antimanta and uh, Jared McCann. So exciting. Everybody, all for all of us Canadians, we're just like, right on. Here we go. Yep, uh, and it goes downhill from there. So two minutes thirty-five seconds into the second period, Finland tied up. Um, Antila. Yeah, still plenty of time left. It's one um, one all. No other, go- no more goals are scored in the second period. Uh, we go to the third period, and two minutes thirty-five seconds in, uh, Antila scores again. Yeah, so again, captain. So again, losing two-one, but bags of time left. Yes. So we thought. Um, when did? Oh, Canada pulled their goalie with four minutes left. Yeah, which again, so so they pulled their goalie really early. Like four minutes to me is an eternity to have your goalie out. Uh, so again, you're talking about maintaining possession for that length of time. Uh, so uh, it didn't work out this time for them, though. No, it did. It oh, d- did it? It, it, they didn't score, but they didn't get scored on. The goal was before. Oh, right. It was a minute before they pulled the goalie uh, per person- persone. I think. Okay, pop one in. Uh, yeah, to make it 3-1. Right. Uh, and so they had no choice. They just had to pull the goalie now. Wait, do, do you remember the shots on this? It was like completely like how. Yeah. Uh, the shots were... The, the shots for the whole whole game, sorry, uh, were 44-22 to Canada. Do you remember that? 44-22. Their, their goalie was amazing. If yeah, you he was totally amazing. You just... Uh, I mean, the Finns are good, but they had an amazing goalie. Yeah, they kept them, who's kept them in it and, and ultimately goalie. played a huge part in them uh, winning the gold. So it ends up 3-1. L- Lankinen is there. And uh, fin- Finland takes a goal, gold and uh, Canada ends up with a respectable silver. Uh, USA nowhere to be seen. Yeah, and if you think about it, Canada, yes, they have like an almost, f- I'm pretty sure they have probably a full NHL team. But they didn't have like the big. The big guys. The big guys. Well, like Some um, of the big guys. McMarnanen. That's McDavid, uh, oh, McKinnon, yeah. and uh, Marner. Yeah, yeah, none of those guys. Yeah, for sure. Uh, imagine. Um, I mean, even that game alone. So they got to that stage with none of those guys. Imagine uh, you get to that gold medal match and McDavid steps out in the ice. Yeah. Or, or Marner, or like Subban, or Doughty, or anyone, any yeah. other the mad players that we have. Yeah. So anyway, we uh, you know happy with the silver. And uh, it was a great tournament of hockey. And uh, for once, um, an, a theme that runs through our podcast all the time is, th- is the struggle of trying to watch professional hockey from here in the UK because we're time shifted from most of the games by four, five, six hours. And um, But this time we win because the, um, the time zone that the games were played in was actually l- later there than, than here. it was here for once, so w- meaning that most of the games for us were started at about three o'clock. Yeah, three, three o'clock or five o'clock, which was uh, which is perfect for us. So um, we saw more hockey in that tournament than probably you know we'd seen in months. 
So it was great. Anyway, um, I'm ha- I, you know, I'm happy with the silver. Yeah, definitely. I would love the gold, obviously, but uh, we played a good tournament. It's always good when a team like that isn't Canada, USA, or Russia wins. Yeah, for sure. Especially um, a team that has no NHL players in, in Europe. Yeah, no, that's an exciting and cool story for sure. And um, you know, hockey's hockey. Good hockey's good hockey. You never, uh, you never feel um, wish bad on a on a winning team who you know just played out of their skins to to pull off a gold and fantastic win for Finland. So I have some other stuff for you that you may may have not seen because uh, I know you were you. Be, I think you had to go somewhere uh, at the very end of the Finland v Canada game. Um, but uh, they uh, released players of the tournament for Canada. Oh yeah. So the players of the tournament uh, went, uh, the, the probably the biggest player of the tournament, uh, Mark Stone. Yeah, he was brilliant. Uh, Matt Murray, the goalie. Yeah. He also, was pretty good. Yeah, he was so good. Uh, in, the, in the last game, you think he could have done better, you know. He yeah. Shouldn't be letting three, three goals in on 22 shots. Yep. Especially when the other goalie lets in one on 44. Poor. Uh, <laughs> uh, and Anthony Mantha. Oh, yeah. Mantha. Great. Uh, uh, great um, tournament for him in general, for sure. You uh, although... You, he did get booted out. He, also, he? he got suspended one game. Yeah. In uh, uh, what was that? Cross check to the head or something like that? Oh, no. He elbowed one of the... Oh, was that what it was? Um, in the head? In the head. Yeah. Uh, one of the uh, USA players. Yeah. So he got suspended for the Swiss game. Right. Um, But you liked him because he had a white stick. A full yeah, white stick. <laughs> <laughs> That's not specifically why I, li- why I liked him. But I thought it was uh, pretty... I don't even know what that stick was. But uh, yeah, I remember seeing him in his, in his all-white stick. Yes, and one last thing, the 2020 um, lineups for uh, the Zurich uh, IIHF tournament, the World Championships. Which again, we'll win because I think they are either on the same time zone as us or uh, one hour different. So it'll be great to uh, watch for us here. Yep. Um, In Group A, we have Canada, Sweden, Czech Republic, Germany, Slovakia, Denmark, Belarus. Oh, yeah. Um, Formerly part of the Soviet Union. Yeah. And uh, Great Britain. Wow. Again. Yeah, okay. Um, And in Group B, we have Russia, Finland, USA, Switzerland, Latvia, Norway, Italy, and Kazakhstan. Wow. So a couple uh, couple new names there in the the names of Kazakhstan and Belarus. Yep. Made it in. Uh, France is out. GB is still in. GB is still in. Brilliant. And uh, I've never seen Belarus play, so maybe that could be a team that GB could beat and win the whole thing, and we'll be, we'll be happy. They will probably have some uh, NHLers if we look into that, because Belarus is basically neighbor of Russia. So they might have a couple players. They might. They might do. Or one player, or like a some maybe some player that's uh, played in, a, in a, the North American leagues, probably somewhere. Uh, oh, and one last thing that I found, just uh, floating around uh, Instagram uh, from TSN. It's a, qu- a little stat for you. Yeah. Mark Stone makes more money per season than the entire Finnish team. <laughs> I did see that too. And I was looking at player values. Do you remember we were talking about, I was talking to you the other oh, day yeah. about the value of the center over the value of the winger. And yep. um, it had the list of top paid NHLers and Stone's well up there. Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's top ten for sure. Uh, he's very he's very good there. But yeah, he's one of those guys that you you have to follow. You have to have a broad um, interest in the NHL to even know who he is. Because if you are a fan like us of just the Leafs or you know particular Canadian clubs, it's not he's not a name that you 
hurt you hear thrown around a lot no, um but um during the worlds of course he was just th- the buzz the was all about the guy him. yeah um but he's just another great guy in the NHL. Uh, another guy who uh, really stood out uh, goes by the name of Willie Nylander. Oh yeah, and Nylander had a great he had, he had a great he tournament. Got like eighteen points or something. Just hanging on stone though for another second. Oh um, no, yeah, yeah. We've never talked about him ever. I have. That t- when? Uh, he when he when he got traded from Ottawa to Vegas. When was that? Uh, Beginning tra- of the season. Trade deadline. Oh, right at the trade deadline. Okay, okay. I, all right. I, I take it back. We I have, have, I have I mentioned him. But other than that, we've never talked about him at all. I, I, I feel like I, um, I, I follow the NHL slightly more closely than you do. Cause I hey, think you come on. Don't be dissing me about the NHL. I'm not dissing you. All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, Nylander has a great tournament too. And um, in interviews around it, he said he was very much trying to show everybody that um, the worlds were him staying fit and prepping for the way he's going to be next year in the Leafs because he had, you know, he had all that rubbish happen uh, this year and uh, got off to a really slow start, really never got up to speed. So, um, no, delighted. He had a great tournament. No, he didn't have just a great tournament. He had the best tournament out of anyone else. Uh, He had, uh, he played eight games, got five goals, 13 assists for 18 points. He was better than Kucherov. Uh, Voracek, Mark Stone, and Mantha. And Patrick Kane. Yeah, no, really good. Uh, yeah, really great to see him playing that well, especially because, I mean, nobody wants to get down on him because we signed a new contract with him and everything else. So um, staying positive with Willie. He should have a uh, great year next year. Really looking forward to seeing him coming straight out of the gate, scoring loads of goals again, which will be fantastic. Yeah. So, what do you what do you want to talk about next? Should we talk about the Leafs? What's happening with the Leafs? Yeah, well, we're on the we jump on we're that? on the topic of Leafs and Nylander. We might as well jump on. Let's go. So we have a, we have a few things. Um, big, I feel, I feel like uh, we should start off, start off with, start off with something nice. Yeah, let's move do to that. something less nice. Yeah, and then leave it on nice again. Yeah. Um. So first off, we have Sheldon Keefe. Uh, has been ex- his contract has been extended. Uh, with the Marlies as the Marlies head coach. Oh, okay. So he'll be back for another two two years, two years, so oh, two great. seasons. Yeah, Marley's doing well. Um, let uh, let's get it out of the way. So, Patrick Marlowe. Oh, yeah. So we love Marlowe. I love yeah. Marlowe. Yes, definitely. Uh, and, and I know that um, the young guns on the team, particularly Marner and Matthews, love Marlowe. They look up to him like a father figure kind of thing. For sure. You know, it's weird because we've all seen the photo. If you're a Leafs fan, you've seen the photos of those two guys with the Marlowe family at Christmas and stuff like that. And they have one of those weird relationships that Marlowe's like the veteran player. And so, yeah, in a way that he's sort of like a father figure. But who's kidding who? They were just best mates. You know, they're just amazing, amazing mates and teammates for sure. And then the Matthews thing at the All-Star game. Yeah, I I watched that this morning. Uh, on Instagram. Where um, Matthews is the only Leaf called into the uh, All-Star of weekend, and uh, unbelievably, and he goes to um, start off one of the skills competitions or something like that, and he peels off his, uh, his jersey, and he's got Marlowe's jersey on underneath, which was just so class, but also just a tribute to how close and tight those guys are. Um, but yeah, Marlowe's leaving the Leafs. Yeah, so... Um Ba- well, basically, the first thing that was um, that was uh, what do you call it? Uh, brought up, yeah, uh, around social media, 
was that he was going to be an asset included in a trade in trade negotiations between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the LA Kings. Right. And then this morning, it comes up that uh, he uh, his family has moved back to California. Yeah. Meaning it looks very likely he's not going to be a Leaf next year. No. And um, they say the teams interested uh, are LA, uh, Arizona, and I believe Colorado are the teams. If I look here, I just trying yeah, to Yeah, and if it. you think geographically about yeah. the, um, uh, that's like all in the same corner of the country. So, uh, yeah, the Marlowe family have headed back down there. Um, I'm sure if they've moved, it's probably things are more advanced than we know. They must know that he's going to maybe maybe go into L.A., but we'll we'll find out soon. What we know is he's going. And um, we did we did think that I think if we if we listen back to the podcast towards the end of the season, we definitely talked about the possibility that Marlowe was going just because, you know, he certainly in the uh, when we got to the playoffs, a lot of the um, uh, criticism towards him was that he just didn't have the step. You know, he just didn't have the, the spring in his step anymore. Um, great player. We loved him. But he's, uh, you know, like all things, it's coming to an end. A few more trades. That cool. I would like to talk to you about. All right, Nikita Zaitsev. Oh yeah, someone I read something about that this morning someone too. That I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't miss overly as much as I would miss, would miss Marlow. Do you know what's funny is because we've covered this season in particular with the Leafs so closely, he's another name that just doesn't normally come up. You know, so um, you instantly know, hmm, that's not going to be a huge loss because I don't remember. I rarely remember talking about him. So yeah, I'm the same. I'm in the same boat. You would be someone in the category of I'm not going to be gutted to lose that guy. Yeah, but Nikita Zaitsev requests a trade, um, uh, like anywhere, as he wants a fresh start somewhere else. Yeah, he yeah. says for personal reasons. Oh, that's interesting. So uh, obviously there'll be a bit of a flare up somewhere that um, he never felt settled on a line and probably didn't feel valued and that sort of thing. So fair, fair play to him. He's a good player. And, um, you know, he'll find a good spot somewhere. A few other players that are um, looking like they could be trade assets to other teams that other teams are interested in trading for. Yeah, go on. Connor Brown. Yeah, so you mentioned this to me. Uh, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good player. And um, he does have a solid spot in our team, I think. Um, so that's interesting. That's an interesting one. So he's valuable as a, as a trade. Another thing that we said, though, was that he is, like, usually on the third or fourth line of the Leafs. He is... I feel like he could do better on, a, on another team. <laughs> He's in that position where, because the Leafs are stacked at the moment, that uh, he's a third or fourth line player on the Leafs, but is easily a second or maybe first line player somewhere else. So, um, you know, whatever he does next, he'll probably get better ice time and, um, you know, better attention from whatever team that is. So that's, you know, that's not a huge surprise. A guy who we, we have talked about endlessly and liking and how uh, how his playoffs oh went God, and yeah. uh, everything, uh, Nazem Kadri. Yeah, a local boy, a uh, Toronto guy. And um, just, a, a, you know, the word is stalwart, I think, of the, um, of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Nazem Kadri Foundation in Toronto, and he's just part of the institution that is the Leafs at the moment. But things just didn't really work for Naz in probably the last half of the season and um, a few uh, a few episodes of him just l literally not being able to control his temper and things like that all came to bite us in the ass at really bad times yeah and um, you know he is was he a th fourth line center third third line center um, it's just a slot that you know he's a valuable player as well first uh, he could be first line center on 
some teams. Absolutely could be a first-line center somewhere else. And uh, we speculated that, you know, he might be going. So um, so what have you heard? Uh, nothing much yet other than, like, these these players have been, like, um, been so included in trade negotiations. Their names are being bandied about out there as possible... Um, Tradeaways. The police yeah. would be happy to trade away. Okay. All right. So nothing solid there. No. But... Last one, though. Yeah, go on. Another big one. Right. Kasperi Kapanen. Yeah, old Cappy. Now, he is someone who's excellent. I mean, obviously, this is all down to Dubas has this terrible problem on his hands around the salary cap and uh, wanting to sign Marner as part of that, too. So he's really got to look quite widely to see what sort of package that he can do. So he's looking at the chess game that is the whole of the Leafs team and the, and, and the salary cap and everything else. And he knows it's not going to be as simple as shifting one guy out and signing one guy's contract and everything else. He knows it's going to be a bigger move that probably involve a few players. Um, so I wouldn't want to be him right now. Uh, but that's interesting. So his name's in the mix as well somehow. Yeah, I feel like... Um Marlowe is going to LA, I feel like someone else is going to go. Because if you remember, we talked about this last podcast. Yeah. Drew Doughty was someone that the Leafs were looking to get in the, at the trade deadline. And what's, what's Doughty's position? Right-handed defenseman. Right-handed defender. Well, wow. Someone we need, and he's a star player as well. Where's Muzzin right or left-handed? Uh, Do you remember? Uh, left-handed. He, is he lefty? I lefty. Don't thought I was going to say. Okay, cool. But then uh, we could reunite Doughty and Muzzin. Yeah. Two Canadian guys. Yep. Uh, two amazing defenders. We desperately, everybody knows that Leafs desperately need some uh, some solid defenders. Um, and what about Gardner? No one knows anything about Gardner yet. He That's is weird because you'd think that he'd be one of the first names out of the gate. Not not necessarily one of the first guys to be actually be traded or on the he pl- can't be on the block. But um, you know that nobody that just since the end of the uh, season, it's just nobody. I've never heard his name mentioned. He is his contract is up. Yeah, which means that, and he's not a restricted. So the reason we can trade Kapanen, even though he's at the end of his contract, is because he's a restricted free agent. Right. Meaning a team would have to offer sheet him, or we'd have to trade him yeah, to another team you. so they could resign. Yep. Um, because we like have his rights in a way, I guess. Yeah. No, that's it. That's exactly what that is. Um. Means. Uh. So we can trade him away, but we can't trade Gardner because he's a UFA, un- yeah. unrestricted free agent. N- no. Yeah. Well, so yes. Yeah, so, but that what that means is he needs to have his contract renewed with us or find his own contract somehow. Exactly. But we can't. We can't trade his rights because we. Well, we don't, don't own the rights. We don't own the rights anymore. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Cool. No, I just find it interesting that nobody's talked about Gardner at all. Is uh, I certainly haven't heard it. What else you got? Uh, Minnesota get the rights to Federal Gradiv. So he was one of the team. He was one of the players on the Guelph Storm. Who won their league? Right. He was a prospect for the Leafs. Uh, they trade away his rights to Minnesota, and then he signed the next day, May thirty first, with Minnesota, uh, meaning the Leafs will get a seventh round pick in the twenty twenty draft. Okay. Cool. So if he turns out to be something good, then we've been completely and utterly like done. <laughs> yeah. With a seventh round pick. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, well, yeah. So hopefully he doesn't really turn out to be anything too. Yeah, that's great. interesting. I don't know what to make of that yet. That might all come out somehow later. Um, but no, that's interesting. What else? Any other news on Leafs? Uh, I mean, we have a debate, but I'll leave that at the end. Okay, cool. Um, the Leafs draft. So I think I think I found the uh, yeah the the picks that we have for this year's draft. Mm-hmm. So we have the fifty fourth pick. Yeah. Eighty fifth pick. Hundred thirteenth pick. Hundred sixteenth pick. 147th pick, 204th pick, 
and 209th pick uh, overall in the 2019 <laughs> NHL draft. None of that really means much of anything other than what did you say the first one was? The um, 54th. That's yeah. in the second round there. Yeah, that's pretty deep. Pretty deep in the old stables to start pulling people Wait, out. Who was who was amazing that got like drafted in like Who's the you? seventh round? I, I swear every year there's different stories like that where um, you know somebody amazing gets dug out of somewhere. And um, there are players out there who are um, in the draft or it's on a team where they just haven't even had a chance to really shine yet. And yeah. The, and the shine comes when they get to the show. So no, that'll be interesting. I'm um, just, I'm just gonna look, look something up here. Okay. I want to see when Nylander was drafted. Oh right. Because okay. he's a good player, but I don't know. I, I can't remember him being drafted like super high up. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I can't remember that either. Um, he was drafted. Oh no, sorry, he was. <laughs> was he? In 2014, he was drawn, uh, drafted eighth overall. Okay. Well. So I thought there, he was there goes that theory. Yeah, there you go. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll try and find some more. Maybe we'll look that up for next time. Um, some. Some su- superstars that were drafted really late. So, Eisenman um, uh, was he drafted like pretty late? Listen, let's not speculate. Okay. Let's look it up. All right. Uh, um, so, what else do we got to? Uh, anything else we want to cover before we get Scott on? Uh, I'm just gonna have a look here. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we have that big thing that I want to say. But, but we're gonna do that after. You wanna do that after? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is, so that, is that a, le- a Leafs thing or am leaf, I thinking of the thing, same thing? Leafs thing. Oh, big Leafs thing. Big Leafs thing. Uh, you, l- l- let's say that now. You know when I tell you. Let's talk about that now. Um, but last, uh, two two other couple things. Okay. Um, Paul McFarland is named the new assistant coach for the Maple Leafs. Oh yeah. So um, who went? Do you remember? DJ Smith. Right. So we knew, or I, certainly we talked about. I think that um, people were going getting on Babcock's back as they always do about us not doing better in the playoffs. And um, I'm a solid Babcock fan. I think you are too. Yep. And um, but what we knew, I knew that nobody was going to come after Babcock. No way. But what I knew was that somebody in the coaching bench was going to get axed because they got, sort of got to blame someone somewhere. No, they, and they, no, they had good reason to because DJ Smith was the guy that did all the, uh, um, all the uh, penalty special kill teams. and power special, play, special teams. teams. So and and there is a solid argument to say that it is the special teams not performing as well as they should have that let us down. So interesting. So new uh, new guy in there. Yeah. So Leafs assistant coach, so DJ Smith, uh, will become the new head coach of the Ottawa Senators at the start of next season. Yeah. Okay. So he's gone on to you know, and again, um, coaches are just like players. You know, different scene, different chemistry, uh, different success. Do you want to talk about that big thing now? Yeah. If it's a Leafs thing, let's get her out. Okay. Offer sheet. Oh yeah. Marner contract, right? So, let's yeah, let's let's talk about we'll talk about Marner and then we'll cut and get um, get Scott on. Okay, right. So, um, everybody knows that Mitch Marner's contract is due, and um, he that we talked about it all season. Everybody knew that there was going to be this coming deadline where um, there was going to be Nylander, Matthews. Uh, was it? M- yeah, Nylander. Did Matthews get signed first? Matthews, no, no. Nylander got signed first. N- Neil, the Nylander contract followed by the Matthews contract followed by the Marner contract. Yes. Um, and that these were big money contracts for for great guys. Um, but the problem was is that Marner coming third meant that the probably the biggest cap pressure was going to be on the Marner deal uh, because the other guys had already sucked up all that cap space. Yes. So, um, what do you got on that? Uh, well, there hasn't been too much that's been um, like brought up, like too many like solid facts have been brought up. No. However, his um, uh, what do you call, uh, agent Darren Ferris? Yeah. Says that he will be open to offer sheet negotiations from other teams. 
Yeah, really interesting. So nobody really knows at this stage what's happening. You and I have talked about and speculated about this. We, I assume that he wants to play in, in Toronto. He, he said he wants to play in Toronto. He's, he's publicly said it. He clearly shows it. Um, you know, he's a Canadian guy from near there. Uh, you know, he's another one who's loved the, grew up loving the Leafs and things. He feels part. He's, he's got super attention. He's got all of Babcock's attention. Um, you know, his first or second line, depending on the situation. And uh, an awesome player that they're essentially, Bab in Babcock's and the Shanna plan, he's been, you know, central to that, to that plan. Um, now, will he get Matthew's money? Because he'll be looking for Matthew. His agent and definitely his dad, Crazy Paul Marner, will be looking for Matthew's money. Will he get Matthew's money? No. No. He's not going to get it. He's There's no way he's going to get it. Well, you, we, we, uh, well, we just talked about this, haven't we? Yeah. Centers are worth more than wingers. So Matthews is first was, was the first overall, the big, yeah, the big yeah. guy that the Leafs got. Yeah. The only reason that Marner can even think about looking for that kind of money is because he outplayed everyone this season with the mad season he had, the yeah. ninety-four point season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So there is this issue of, um, and I looked at looked into this, and anybody listening, if you want to check it out, you probably have an opinion about this too. So the value of a center over a winger. And the value of a center is always higher. Number one, because he's like a, a micro captain of that little, that squad. Um, and also because, um, you know, it has to do with ice time and things like that. And one of the interesting things that I looked at was they said that Marner, you know, in your heart, you think Marner's a great player, but the stats don't lie. And when you look at the stats, what you discover is there's this really interesting stat that they use in trade nego uh, trade negotiations and contract negotiations called, what did I call it? The goals per 60, G60. And yep. what that is, is goals per minute of ice time. Yeah. And this is one of the value determiners um, in, you know, how much you get paid and what you're worth. And... Um, Marner's brilliant player and he's played really great for the Leafs and he scored loads of goals and he's a great playmaker meaning he gets lots of assists but when you look at his goals per ice time he's way way down the list the likes of Tavares and Matthews are way way up the list they're in the top 10 uh, but Marner's way down the list somewhere yeah and um, which came as a surprise but then when you think about ice time then you think about it and I mean ice time is the amount of ice time that you get is, is essentially how an indication of how valuable you are to the team. So if you're always on the ice, you're hugely valuable to the team. If you're not always on the ice, you're less valuable. And if you're not always on the ice, you, you stand a much lower chance of actually putting points on the board. So when you take a look at that goals to and points to ice time, he actually do isn't, uh, isn't a huge performer. So that's going to work against him in the negotiation of trying to get Matthew's money. Yeah. Um, so that's interesting. So yeah, that's all in negotiation. And of course, um, any player that gets into a situation like this is open to be offered, offer sheeted and, uh, that will happen. But you know, who knows? I mean, I'm holding fast that he will end up on the Leafs. What, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I hope he's on the Leafs. Me too. I and mean, I think, I think that even, even though his dad and, uh, Darren Ferris, his agent will have a lot to say in the whole thing. I feel like He's the player, so he will probably get the final say, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, you would expect. <laughs> you oh, would I expect hope. he would. <laughs> um, um, but um, I feel like he will he'll, he'll be the one that will say, well, I want to stay in Toronto. Yeah. Give me the best deal I can get. 
But yeah. I want to stay in China. I mean, if you were Marner, you'd want to play one. You'd want to give it at least one more season. Those guys must have come to the end of the season and think, "Shit, you know, we are on our way here. We yeah, we are so close." Yeah, and um, but one one thing that I brought up the other day when we talked about this when this first came out, uh, it was um, uh, oh, what was it? Oh, I've forgotten now. Oh no! Wait, give me a sec. Yeah. Talk about something. <laughs> Talk Let about something. Let me tell you a little joke <laughs> that I once heard. Um, uh, well, if it comes back to you after Scott's on, we'll, we'll pick it up in the second second half. Yeah, okay. Listen, let's go. Why don't we get Scott on? All right. All right. Cliffy's Notes. Hey, so uh, we're, it's Cliffy's Notes, one of our favorite parts of the podcast. And uh, it's when we have our uh, friend Scott and Cliff come on. And uh, Scott, are you there? I am indeed. Good evening, guys. Hey, welcome back, man. It's so great to have you on the on the podcast, as as always. Um, how's everything going with you? Yeah, things are good. Um, being back on the ice now, playing hockey a few weeks. Um, the Ice Tigers got a win um, Sunday evening awesome. um, away in Altrincham. So, um, and I even managed a cheeky trip to uh, Tim Hortons in Altrincham. So, uh, got a taste of Canada uh, <laughs> in Manchester. So uh, that was even better. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. Um, that that's great. It's great to hear you that you're back on the ice and things like that. I'm hoping to get back on myself. I've had a dodgy shoulder now for a few months, um, but finally uh, physio's paying off, and I had a uh, steroid injection at the doctor's a couple of weeks ago, and I'm almost ready to step back on the ice myself. So that's good news. Yeah, uh, indeed. Fingers crossed for your recovery as well. Oh, thanks, man. Um, so what we like to do when we've got you on, Scott, is, is you're sort of our um, GB expert of what's happening sort of around the UK. And, and also we talk about sometimes the NHL and, uh, and uh, the KHL <laughs> and things like that. What is happening around the um, EIHL these days? Yeah, so right now, um, obviously, it's in the off-season, so the season's uh, come to an end. So um, it's been a little bit quiet, um, but all of a sudden, at length, there's been a few sign-ins and there's been a few coaching announcements. So Zach Fitzgerald, the former Sheffield Steeler, and um, who's played in Glasgow uh, last season, and he had a stint there when they were Brayhead clan in 2014-15. He has now been announced as a Glasgow Clans head coach. So he's sort of, um, yeah, so he's kind of stepping down from playing duties and he's uh, donning the uh, suit instead of the, uh, yeah, the hockey kit. So um, he's now going to, um, yeah, be the Glasgow Clans head coach. So um, he takes over from Pete Russell, obviously um, former Glasgow clan coach and GB head coach um, because he's off to the um, DEL2, so the German Second League, and he's joining Freiburg. So um, Pete Russell has made that move to Germany, uh, similar to what Corey Nielsen, the former uh, Nottingham Panther head coach, did as well because he sort of made that trip over there uh, into the DEL2. So Pete Russell's now um, trying to uh, yeah apply his trade in the, the German so, League from so next season as well. Just to jump in on that, Ben, so Pete Russell. So we talked about we sort of we sort of talked about tied off the um, the world tournament in the uh, previous to you coming on. And um, so okay. Pete Russell, obviously fantastic achievement um, with him and the team at the Worlds this year. And, and everybody's really excited that um, uh, to see that uh, we t- we actually just a couple of minutes ago covered off uh, the um, groups for next uh, next season. And and yeah. so, do we think that Pete will still does he carry on as head coach, or what? What do you know? What happens there? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think that'll be the case because even though he's not going to be based in the UK, um, obviously it's going to be a bit tough for him to keep his um, 
sort of arm on the pulse or, or his um, yeah, you know, yeah. eye on the pulse, I guess the saying goes. Um, however, with you know the likes of the webcast and uh, Adam Keyes, one of the assistant coaches, he'll obviously be based over here as he's the head coach of Belfast Giants. Um, and I mean, Corey Nielsen, also one of the assistant coaches, he's based in Germany as well. And, uh, you know, um, Ice Hockey UK, uh, the governing body and overall body of, of uh, Team Great Britain, you know, I don't think they envisage that as a problem with Corey Nielsen. So, um, you know, they'll probably not do the same with Pete Russell. And for him to have done as well as he has done in the World Championships, if they decide to sort of part ways with him because he's based in Germany, and I think that's uh, sort of cutting the nose off to... Uh, yeah, for to sure. It'd be, really, be a surprise. He's, he's done a great job, yeah. He has, he has done a great job. Cool. Well, so um, uh, Sheffield gets a new head coach. What else is happening? Yeah, and uh, Nottingham Panthers, a bit of news on their front. They've um, announced a director of hockey, uh, a player called, well, a former player called Guy Doucette. And Guy Doucette played um, in the UK for a while. He's a 32-year-old Canadian, yeah. and he's had a season in Hull um, before the Hull Stingrays um, sort of folded. He's had two in Cardiff, a season in Milton Keynes, half a season in Nottingham and half a season in Glasgow. So he pretty much knows the league well. So uh, Guy Doucette, um, he's going to be director of hockey, so essentially taking on a GM-based role. Cool. Um, so he'll have a, a lot of um, sort of... Uh, hand in recruitment, and he's also announced the new Panthers coach um, because Panthers um, sat well, departed ways with head coach Rich and Onaz partway through the season, who was then replaced by Rick Strachan, the assistant coach at the time of Stets Up. But they've announced that former Milton Keynes Lightning player and former Sheffield Steeler Tim Wallace, who uh, took on the player coaching duties down in Milton Keynes after they had their financial issues. He's going to be the um, new head coach of the Nottingham Panthers. So it's wow. a totally different role now for him as well to take on, I guess, a very big role uh, at such a big club in Nottingham. So it's going to be a, an interesting step up for Tim Wallace and also an interesting appointment on both fronts with Guy Doucette as director of hockey as well. Wow, that's amazing. Big news at Nottingham. And so you mentioned Milton Keynes there. Is there any update on what's happening with that club? Uh, it's gone a little bit quiet recently, but there was a consortium who um, put in a, I guess, a tender to take over um, the um, running of a Milton Keynes franchise, and they applied to go back into the Elite League. So this is totally different owners to um, to the current Milton Keynes owners, who are um, the Moody's, um, and they've uh, they put in a tender to have a Milton Keynes franchise based in obviously Milton Keynes at Planet Ice yeah. but uh, playing in the Elite League the Elite League rejected them um, but they've now I believe they've got uh, permission to join uh, the new NIHL uh, League the National League uh, the league below okay. so um, I think probably you know that's based on obviously being a new team to the league they're not financially secure as yet yeah. so for them to sort of go in the league below I guess that's a good way to prove that they can um, you know, stay afloat in that league before looking at making the step up to the elite league. So it's kind of a bit quiet with uh, the financial issues and, and what's been happening in Milton Keynes. I know that the old owners, the Moody's, said that they hadn't paid yeah. a lot of uh, the players and, and for the visas because they hadn't been paid by sponsors, apparently. So, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I've not heard anything now for a, a couple of weeks about that. Um, but it's all gone a little bit quiet in Milton Keynes, which I guess is uh, a bit worrying. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I I uh, saw some of that stuff about uh, players and staff not getting paid and that sort of thing on social media. Um, but as you say, mm. it has gone a bit quiet. I mean, the main thing for hockey in Milton Keynes and for fans of hockey is that there will be a team there. So that sounds good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm pretty sure that the uh, you know that that was a team that was fairly well supported and it's a great rink. Um, so mm. um, hopefully people will still come out. And it's uh, unfortunately so much of this as we've talked about in the past is is down to the financial end of things. So if they can keep their rink filled there, uh, hopefully they'll just keep going uh, and rebuilding there. So that's good news in a Absolutely. way, somewhere in there. Um, wh- anything else happening around the league? Uh, yeah, there's been um, some key signings. Uh, ben Lake, who obviously featured uh, heavily for Great Britain and who was the top point scorer in the Elite League last year for Coventry, he's now switched and gone to Belfast Giants. Oh, wow. So they've got a really good player on their hands. Also, Kieran Long, who finished um, the top point scoring British player in the league uh, with about, well, I think he got 61 points in 60 games. Um, and we talked about his omission from the Great Britain squad, which uh, surprised us a little bit. But he's also joining Belfast from Manchester, so a couple of key signings there. Um, wow. There's been a few re-signings around the league, so some important re-signings. Um, so the likes of uh, Craig Peacock, Scott Pitt, and Scott Tansky up in Glasgow, so they've been some pivotal players. Guildford have re-signed a fair amount of their core who've helped them to um, gain a really good league position in the past with the likes of Cali Acra, Jesse Craig, John Dunbar, all within the top 10 point scorers uh, in the league. And um, yeah, so there's been some key signings around around the league. Sheffield uh, announced that their um, sort of end of season um, evening and, and fan night that they've announced John Armstrong, Anthony DeLuca, Robert Dowd, who's obviously a pivotal part of the Great Britain team, yep. uh, Ben O'Connor, Davy Phillips, Jonathan Phillips, and uh, both the Whistle brothers as well. So some interesting uh, signings around the league. Wow, that's uh, that's that's busy. That's uh, that's great. It's great to hear um, t- um, teams shoring up the cores there. Um, uh, that's great news. Uh, nothing. And did I, I? You might you might have mentioned, but was there any? Is there news around Cardiff? Because all I'm hearing there is is Glasgow building this super team, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> after uh, so, if I'm not mistaken, they were sort of pipped at the post by Cardiff this year. Is that right? If I got yeah, that right? they were, and um, yeah. So uh, Belfast. Um, sorry, Cardiff won the league. Oh, yes. um, I, I thought I said Glasgow, but I was thinking Belfast, I think, wasn't I? No, yeah, Belfast were picked at the post um, yeah. by Cardiff. And, um, yeah, so Cardiff, it's, they've not announced any new signings, and they've not mentioned that anyone's parting ways with the club, but they right. have re-signed Josh Batch, Joey Haddad, Mark Lewis, Joey Martin, and Evan Mosey from last year's team so far. Wow, okay, cool. Great, great news. Um what else is happening around uh, UK? Um, women's hockey? Yeah, with uh, the women's hockey, they've had the finals weekend um, this, over in Witness. This was this was the debacle about um, how they booked in to have their final tournament. Is this the one we're talking about, where they were going to play in Sheffield, and um, yeah, and they all the one, they yeah. all booked their accommodation and everything else, and it was all organized for them to have their big final weekend. Um, at, in Sheffield, and uh, they got pulled for, a, I believe, a U9 tournament or something like that, which was n- an absolute travesty, and, and uh, the whole thing got moved to Woodness. 
So that's old news. But so uh, that tournament happened in Wid Widnes, has it? Yeah, that's yeah. So it's, it's been quite successful by all accounts, despite obviously the um, yeah the, um, the misfire or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we've had, I'll go through the winners of the weekend. So there's been um, four major um, sort of competitions going off at the weekend. Okay. Um, so there's been the uh, the main award, which is for the Women's Elite, um, which um, Build Britain Elite League trophy winners. And for the second year in a row and completing their double are the Brightnell Queen Bees. They came awesome. away with a 4-1 win over the Solihull Vixens. So we've got a number of uh, players who play for the Queen Bees who listen to the show. Yeah. Um, Rachel Cartwright, um, you know, players like that. And yeah, yeah, we're They've had fans. a great campaign this season with their unbeaten season. And, uh, yeah, they've done the double. So that's one one of the events. That's awesome. Mm, and then another one was the Premier uh, Trophy, which is uh, the second tier. Right. And Chelmsford Cobras beat the Nottingham Vipers 2-1 in overtime to lift the Premier Trophy. Awesome. Awesome. Those are two, two two teams we haven't talked a lot about um, in the past, but that's great. No, no. Hopefully we'll be able to uh, give a little bit more coverage to them in the future. Yep, and definitely. then there's the Division One trophy, and that was Cardiff Comets, who came away with a 4-2 win over the Swindon Topcats. Ah, I know the Topcats, um, and I've played with a couple, uh, a couple of the, the Topcats. They've got a great bunch of people as well. Ah, cool. And then the final one was the Under-16 National Championships, and then that was uh, London Capitals, who came away with a 3-2 shootout win over the Kingston Diamonds. Awesome, awesome. Do you know, somehow I didn't... Was that the last one, Scott? Uh, yes, that's the cool. last one, yeah. So they were the four um, main games on the Sunday, So and then the day before on the Saturday, uh, that was like the, uh, I guess, the playoffs and the round-robin games and... Right, um, right. Yeah, the semi-finals and whatnot. So um, then the main games on the Sunday. So I always knew that obviously this was meant to be a weekend of hockey, but in, I never really, it never really clicked with me how it all fit together. So there are actually four tiers of hockey action happening in one weekend. I mean, that's amazing. I, I've, I, I've actually never even heard of that happening before. Um, mm. Especially, you know, w at a real top uh, level of hockey. I mean, this is some really fantastic hockey we're talking about. So, um, for those people that were able to make it and watch it, I mean, it must have been an absolute treat. Mm. I mean, it's great to see, obviously, with the four tiers that the progression and um, I guess the development of uh, the, the ladies game in the UK seems to be going from strength to strength. So that's great to see as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, congratulations to, uh, yeah, our, uh, in particularly our friends at the Queen Bees. We do love, we do love those guys and, uh, and we try and follow them. Um, but as you say, um, you know, you've been right there with us, um, Cliffy, since the beginning of trying to cover women's hockey a bit more because it not only is it uh, hockey, but it's totally awesome hockey. Uh, and obviously we'll try and cover it a bit more next year. So that's great. What a, fa what a fantastic result after a bit of a slow, slow start with the whole Sheffield to witness thing. Yeah. Uh, cool. Um, so I think, oh, do we, should we do the announcement, Finn? Should we talk about that? Yeah, why don't you do that first, and then yeah. I got something after. So, so earlier on, before you came on, Cliffy, we would we we threw out a teaser about how you've got another awesome guest lined up to come on the show, but we haven't mentioned it to people yet. Tell us who tell us who you've got coming on. Yeah, so I'm very proud and pleased to announce that our second guest on the 
uh, on the UK Hockey Fan Podcast is the seventh round pick, 189th overall for the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, current Peterborough Pete and current GB player Liam Kirk. <laughs> that's totally awesome. I can't believe he's coming on. Cliffy, that's so great. Um, so I think that you guys are still working at the logistics of when that's going to happen, maybe in the next couple of weeks or something like that. Yeah, so no, Liam's um, just been away on holiday, and um, he said we'd touch base when he gets back. So uh, hopefully that's happening in the next week or two, and then that'll be available hopefully on the next episode. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's our goal. We'll see if we can if we can we'll get that ready for uh, for the next episode. So really, something for everybody to look forward to. I can't wait to uh, to hear you talking to him and and uh, find out about his take on a few of the really exciting things that have happened for him uh, certainly over the last year. So that's awesome. Now, I'm, I can, I'm looking at the clock. We've been on for a while. Finn, did, have you got a question lined up for us here? I do. I did have one thing before that, though. Before oh, okay, go on. for it. What else? So, we're talking about women's hockey. Oh, yeah, Do yeah. you remember uh, the NWHL? Yeah. So, that's the big women le- uh, women's league in North America right now. Yeah, so what happened with that league? Because it's not the one that folded, is it? No, the CWHL folded. Right, right. So what happened with that? But they just re- they released something the other day, and they've said that they will no longer accept any Canadian teams from the CWHL. Right, okay. Uh, into into their league, and that includes the ones that they previously said that, that could join. But that's weird. Why would they do that? There was something else, but I can't. I couldn't find it. Okay. There's something about them look them saying like we're looking for a partner or something like trying to yeah, build yeah. up the league a bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. in other ways. It's weird. They'd be exclusive to, to Canada though, be, simply because you'd think that uh, it'd be where they could easily get a lot of teams from. My guess is that, you know, there is a lot more happening behind the scenes yeah. here. There's probably maybe a potentially several new leagues about to s- surface, you know, that, or there, they, there's something in the works that could uh, boost, boost the, um, the uh the, the league itself like uh more, yeah. more towards the N- nhl standard like that like the women yeah. they're trying to do by protesting yeah cool okay. and uh, also so, like some of the canadian teams like loads of their best players are American. protesting oh well so i thought you were going to say american because they are uh just like the nhl the cwhl was that what it's called cwhl that's the one that folded yeah the one that folded was full of american players yeah too. So that's interesting, really interesting. Okay, cool, cool tidbit. Well, watch this space on on what's happening with that with uh, women's pro hockey over in North America there. Yeah. Uh, right. Fire us up the question. What's the big question this week? So this is my question for both of you guys this week. Okay. And it is: if you could bring back any NHL coach, GM, and star player for the Leafs, who would it be? And uh, or uh, you can also like keep the same person. Yeah. Or keep a person. And uh, Gretzky is not an option. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> so so anyone in the whole of the NHL ever? Yes. And and so you wanted player, oh, coach. I, I want a player, coach, and GM, but and they, GM. The, but for the Leafs, so someone that would oh help. for the, for the Leafs, so that they would help the Leafs. Oh, okay. It, it, it could be anyone. Like you, you could have okay. any any coach from from around the league from yeah. any time. Yeah. But it's to help the Leafs. Okay. All right. Gosh, Seeing that's tricky. All Leafs guys here. That's tricky. Uh, gosh, I don't even know where to go there. Um, maybe it'd be easier if we like went at one thing at a time. Let's go player. Should we go player? Each each think of a player. Okay. Because I'm gonna say um, I'm gonna say uh, Ty Domi. Nice. Bring him back. Uh, I think. Uh, I mean, you know, we we the three of us we've talked about been talking about the Leafs all season, and we've talked about uh, the their um, strengths and their deficiencies. 
and unquestionably in my and we actually we've even covered the topic of fighting in the nhl and stuff like that too again and um and i think that if someone if an absolute bruiser like that turned up right now it would be absolutely perfect timing somebody who was you know really uh you know made people tremble when he stepped onto the ice i would just love to the, for the least to have that element um added to the team right now so that's that's my vote for player uh, uh scott player well, that's a good call with Ty Domi, and um, you know that's a whole. Uh, we could go on about a whole uh, episode of fighting uh, <laughs> in the NHL and the pros and cons, and something I'd, I'd like to discuss uh, probably in more detail. Uh, you know, definitely another time when I've got time for we'll it. We'll put it on the topic I'm, board. I'm, yep, sounds good. But I'm. Ooh, I didn't realize. You know, when when Finn mentioned the question, I was thinking, did he mean former Leafs players? Yeah. So I, I was thinking in my head straight away. I was thinking Wendell Clark. Yeah, that's a great um, shout too. Yeah, because he's a good all-rounder and a great leader. Um, Tough as hell too. We're opening it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if we're opening it up as well to, I guess, all-time NHL, yep. to me, oh, it's so tough. But I've, I've got to go for someone like, uh, I don't know, potentially Gordie Howe, Jean Beliveau, Stevie Y, Mark Messier. But I'll probably go for, <laughs> that's a tough one, um, probably Gordie Howe because he was the ultimate power forward, um, yeah. I guess one of the first of his kind, he kind of, you know, everyone followed suit after that. You know, they wanted to emulate his style for years. He was a great leader. You know, he's won Stanley Cups. Uh, he could drop the gloves if need be. And <laughs> yeah. he is essentially the, the first Wendell Clark. Yep. Uh, so I've got to go for, uh, got to go for Gordy there. Really good call. Finn, who do you think for player? Who do you got in mind? Paul Coffey. <laughs> awesome. Why Paul Coffey? Great defender. Yeah, true, and we def- desperately need more def- great defenders. <laughs> Amazing slap shot. <laughs> yeah, wicked slap shot. I think he was a um, all star uh, slap shot champion at Probably, least one yeah. year. But like, if if you put him on a line with Tavares, yeah, Tavares, his thing is like being in front of the net, getting up those rebounds. That's not, right. Not only That's just right. sniping them, right? That's how he gets most of his goals. Yep. Uh, tip ins and stuff. So if you got a guy that can rip one, yeah, then it gives him a lot bigger of a chance. If he if he doesn't score, then Tavares is going to score. It's funny because you think about that. Sorry to, to to have a bit of a diversion, but you think about that combination of somebody with an absolute cannon stood on the on the point, and uh, you've got to have balls to stand in front of that. I mean, it's one thing to have a skill to deflect that in, but it's another to know that you're standing in oh. front of a cannon like that. Uh, so yeah, you got to have big balls, and and Tavares has got them for sure. Cool. Okay. A lot of toughness there. A bit of defense, a bit of forward. Uh, where do we go next? Coach? Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, God. Burns? Maybe oh, Burns? Pat, Pat Burns? Is that his name? Pat Burns? Mm. Is that, have I got that right? Uh, yeah, Pat Burns, early 90s. Yeah. That's right. 93 to 96, I think he was our coach. He's just one of the coaches that stands out in my mind uh, um, from all the time I've been following hockey as being someone who was, you know, a coach's coach, somebody who you can imagine he'd walk into the dressing room and that you could hear a pin drop, you know. Uh, uh-huh. and, and he was really, really, um, uh, you know, had the, had the dressing room or whatever you call it. They really respected him. Um, a, a really great guy. It's tough, right? Because I love Babcock. He's got to be one of the best coaches, if not the best coach in the NHL right now. So uh, if it's not Babcock, I'm going Burns. What about you, Scott? Oh, uh, good call there. I was, I was mulling over Burns as well, but I've gone for another Pat and uh, another Maple Leaf legend in Pat Quinn. And, yeah. Uh, 
no, I, I really like Big, big Pat, the old uh, Irishman, and um, you know he's, he's trademarked chewing gum what he chewed on the bench. And <laughs> That's uh, right. you know when I was a you know obviously I'm a big Leafs fan now, but you know I remember my first love kind of developed for me in the early nineties with Pat Quinn, Pat um, and Pat Burns as well. Yeah. Um, so I'd go for Pat Quinn if we were going for a Leafs coach, but I'd probably go for. I'd love uh, Pat Quinn, but I'd probably go for maybe Scotty Bowman, you know, yeah. the all-time winningest coach in NHL history. And uh, the franchise he put together with, uh, you know, with the uh, Red Wings and how successful they were with, you know, when they had the uh, the Russian Five and, and all those. So I'd probably go for Scotty Bowman. Cool, cool. Yeah, I remember Scotty. I, and I actually, I, rem- I think I played with a Bowman when I was growing up. I played with his, like, nephew or something like that. But yeah, Scotty Bowman. Oh, Great, wow. good, co- good call. Finn? So I'm going, yeah. So wait, give me, just let me hear me out here. Okay. So I said coaches, right? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm not picking a head coach. I'm picking someone for assistant coach. Oh, okay. So I want to keep Babcock, right? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. For head that's coach. Actually, what you did there for assistant coach? Yeah. Patrick Waugh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's interesting. I know he's a bit of a hot-headed guy. Yeah. But he like pump up everyone, right? Yeah, like he would like. He's a boost, brilliant player. He boosts morale. He was an amazing player. He can like give wisdom to like uh, goalies, especially like Freddie Anderson. Might bring Garrett Sparks back from the dead. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah, if he's a magician. Yeah, and then he'll uh, from being a former player himself, he'll and, yeah. and a goalie, he'll know what a goalie wants. Yep. From his uh, penalty kill, especially because I know that that didn't always work out for us this season. Yeah. So he'll he'll be able to see right this, when I was a goalie. This is what I wanted from my P- PK players. Yeah, yeah. And then he can that's be like, and then he can be like, I'll set this up, or or same for the power play. If he's thinking I'm a goalie, I'm sitting here, and I'm looking. He get he, like he gets the whole angle right. The, yeah. co- the coach might be like focusing on who's got the puck. Yeah. But the goalie's thinking right. This is this is going well. This is like he's got like kind of like a backseat thing, especially on a power play, right? Yeah. Bet puck barely goes in the, in his end. So I'd say. I would keep Babcock, but yep. as my assistant, I'd have Patrick yeah, right, Okay, interesting diversion there. So that just leaves general manager, and, and I'm going to be honest here, I don't really know where I'm going with that. Who, I'll bet you I know who you're thinking of, though. You're going to say Toe Blake, aren't you, Phil? No. No? no. <laughs> okay, well, I'll say Toe Blake because uh, um, he was a uh, you know uh, an inspirational and pivotal character for the game of hockey in general. Um, and, uh, and he, w- and he insisted that his, um, you know, team and roster be absolutely fearless. And, and again, I just like that angle from the Leafs. Scott, what do you got for general manager? Ooh, I'm torn between, uh, Frank Selke, who obviously, uh, was a GM of the Leafs, uh, way back when. Yep. And, uh, he did a great job, um, you know, way back when I believe it was when, um, Oh, another another GM went away. Uh, famous Leafs GM went away to the war, and uh, Selkie kind of took over uh, as a GM. So that would have been uh, about the same Kate. time, probably, as Toe Blake being over at uh, the Habs. I think about yeah, the same yeah, era. Possibly. It's just just around the war war time, or or just post war or whatever. But it'd be about the same era. Yeah. But then I'm going to go for Lou Lamorello because when he took over the New Jersey Devils, I believe they were called the Kansas City. Blades or Chiefs before when they first came into the NHL. Yeah, and um, yeah, they were New Jersey were a laughing stock for a number of years. But then he turned them into title contenders, Stanley Cup winners. Yep. You know, he, he brought through the likes of Scott Stevens, Ken Danico, Patrick Elias, all those players under in his tenure. Yeah. Uh, Martin Brodeur, you know, those players. Yeah. So yeah, I'm going to go for Lou Lamorello. What a great shout! Great idea! Wow. Okay. Great question, Finn. I like that. 
Uh, do, I, do, I get my, do I get my jam or not? Oh, sorry. I thought you... Uh, no. It's because I started talking about how you were going to pick wow. Toe Black. I was going to completely exclude you there. Okay. All right. Say, so, say something. So I've got one of two. <laughs> yeah. One of them. And they're both Leafs guys. Okay. Because they've done well. Punch in Black. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. So he's a Marmite character around the Leafs camp. But I do remember him quite positively. Yeah. Punch. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at here and he's... Cool a, name for a start. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, but also, he is the um, four most recent Stanley Cup victories. Yeah, he was. He was the yeah, that's true. Of the he's, well, he's the win- winningest GM I think that Toronto ever had. Uh, no, who was Con Smythe? Oh, Con Smythe. And yeah, he's going to be my other one. Oh, oh. just 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 because <laughs> just because obviously the obviously uh, that's really interesting because I think um, we've now mentioned the various. I mean, the, all those guys are from the sort of same era. I think mid forties mid 40 to 50 somewhere around there which was just a totally golden era for the sport yeah but my um my reasoning behind all of this is that um well look, looking at the wins so consmite got seven with the leafs wow and punch him that got four yeah so obviously they knew what was working right and totally. how and how to do it yeah yeah i feel like uh, with a guy like dubas in his lifetime he's never seen it yeah he's you haven't seen you haven't seen a stanley cup win for the leafs and i'm slightly older than dubas just slightly <laughs> no, no, but if if you if you got a guy like Dubas, right? Yeah. He's ne- he's never seen it. He's never he's he doesn't know what it was what what it took for the Leafs to win the Cup last. Yeah. But if you if you get a guy like Punch Imlac or Con Smythe, yeah, they'll know what worked. Yeah. Okay. All right. I see what you're thinking is there. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Once again, great question. Uh, awesome. Well, listen. It looks like we're probably out of time for uh, for Cliffy's notes for this this one. Uh, so we should probably get signed off here. Uh, Scott, thank you so much again for coming on. No uh, pleasure as always, guys. I always enjoy it, so thank you. Really looking forward to um, hearing that um, Kirk interview when you've got it ready. So um, as you say, we'll work towards trying to get that on the next episode. And uh, and hopefully, um, we, I think we already put that date out, and we'll put that uh, date out again on social media as sort of a you know, aspirational date that we're trying to, that in the off season here, we're sort of trying to hit a few dates. We're not doing the regular sort of every week or midweek one that we normally do, but we um, hope to have another one out very soon uh, with both you and uh, and the interview with uh, Liam, Cl- uh, Liam Kirk on it. So we're really looking forward to that. Scott, thanks again for coming on. No, my pleasure, guys. Thank you and take care. Okay. Cheers, mate. Bye. Cheers. Bye. So great to have Scotty on the uh, on the show again. Um, Cliffy's notes is it's one of my favorite parts of the podcast, actually, and uh, cool news. Yeah, definitely, it's really cool. Fantastic that uh, we've got so Liam Kirk's coming on the podcast, which will be absolutely fantastic. Um, and uh, and great news happening of hockey happening around the UK. Um, what else we got, Finn? Uh, well, we have well, I have that mana thing that I just I remember. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Halfway through that Cliffy's notes there, <laughs> um, but that, that we were talking about before, um, and then we also have some. We have playoffs check in, check and see what's happening with uh, the Bruins v Blues series, and um, and I just have some other just hockey or just well, let's just do let's go about. back to Marner again. You want to go back to Marner? Okay. Yeah. So my point about Marner uh, was that uh, if you think about it, if he wants the money that he, he if he wants to get that Matthews money, yeah, he's not he's gonna have to choose. Does he want the Matthews money? And be but be on a, like a team that's not gonna go that's not gonna get to the cup and is gonna be pretty trash for the next few years. Yeah. Or does he want to be on a team that's about to win the cup like the Leafs? Yeah. Um, but take a, like a bit of a pay cut. 
Yeah. So I think for me, that's an easy decision to make, but it's not my money. Uh, and you know, we just don't really know what influence his dad and his agent will have there. Um, but you know, here's hoping, um, we know everybody knows he's not going to get Matthew's money. So as long as, uh, his dad and his, his, uh, agent have, uh, come around to that way of thinking too, I'm sure he'll get an absolutely fantastic, uh, offer, uh, from the Leafs and, um, you know, he's got a great spot on the Leafs and he's loved that. So here's hoping we can get that locked down pretty quick. Yes. So, um, playoffs. We're going to go into that. The, yeah, it is, um, you know, uh, the, so this podcast we've now recorded over a couple night, a couple days and, um, the, we are now tonight is game four of uh, the series. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the series stands at uh, two games to one for Boston. Uh, Boston having won against St. Louis the other night of a whopping score of seven to one. Two, seven to two. Seven to two on uh, Saturday night. And, um, you know, a pretty commanding one-sided game. Um, So I'm sort of expecting them to walk straight over it tonight, but you say no. No, I I, th- I think that St. Louis can bring it back. I think it's going to be something that's kind of like uh, the Leafs v Bruins series, All right. just kind of like back and forth, back and forth, winning and losing. Because if you look, if you look at it, uh, what what it's been so far, so they won the first game at home, yeah, four two, yeah, lost the second game to St. Louis three two. Yeah, those are pretty close score lines, though. Yes. Okay, so game three suddenly seven to two. I just think that the the Bru- uh the, sorry the Blues just they didn't get on their game quick enough. Their defenders, I don't think, I don't think they they uh, stood up very well. Uh, I know I watched um, uh, Steve Dangle's cup check, yeah. which he's been doing recently uh, instead of LFRs because he's yeah, yeah. leaves her out. Yeah, um, and he pointed out something really good. I think it was pa- uh, Patrick Maroon. Yeah, went off for a line change, and I don't know if you've seen the highlights for the for this Bruins game. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, well, the one where it's uh, it's like a three on two, and they're just passing it between each other and just making a fool of the defense and the goalie. Yeah. And then they score on that. It's because Maroon gets gets off the ice, and the guy that ch- that he changes for can't get back in time. Right. Meaning they basically it's just they, he's basically messed that up for the goalie and the team there. Okay, so what you're saying is you reckon that the Blues had an off night rather than they've collapsed. Yeah, I think I think they just didn't play as well as they can play. Yeah, I think tonight will tell us because yeah. um, my th- I f- have a feeling they've just totally collapsed as a team. Uh, it's just you know. Uh, they run out of gas who knows so but if it's another complete blowout again tonight we'll know that that was the case i guess um but time will tell cool so that's happening tonight uh raptors news are we are we wedging in some nba news well i feel like uh because seeing as the toronto raptors are in the finals <laughs> leafs were at the games yeah yeah uh, so leafs yeah players. that's cool that's the link so all the leafs players are at the games we've all seen the photos of them all hanging out at the game and whatnot do you which remember, is, which do you remember cool. who was there uh, didn't we talk about this earlier? No, not on the podcast. We talked about it together. So I even can remember who's in the photo. Yeah. Go on I'm then. I'm sure we talked about this already. No. No? No. Nope. Uh, so in that photo of a bunch of Leafs guys at the Raptors games, it is Marner, uh, Kadri, uh, Hyman. And oh, there's one other guy there, isn't there? Yep. Uh oh, I can't remember. Travis Dermott. Oh, Dermott. Yeah, and they look to be having an absolute blinder of a time. So pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, Raptors, where are they at? They threw. Apparently, they threw it away. I don't. I haven't watched. I'm gonna be honest. 
But oh, uh, yeah. uh, the word is, I read a bit about it today, and the word is they they played, uh, so a uh, game of basketball is four quarters, and uh, apparently they dominated all quarters, but the third, and the third they sort of threw it away and um, couldn't get the tally back the way they wanted it by the end of the fourth and lost last night. Uh, yeah, so, well, we might as well go to game one, of the, uh, game one in that uh, series. So game one what, what was... Ga- what game was last night? Where are they? Game at? two. That was just game two. So they won the first game. They've lost one game. Yes. Okay. I, uh, I don't want to dwell on this. I find it a bit boring. Oh, uh, fair enough. Come on. It's basketball. Right. Yeah. I mean... So the I- if somebody wants to listen to basketball podcasts, they'll, they'll do that. Yeah. So anyway, they played two games in a 1-1 so series currently. Yeah. Which is cool, actually. Um, yeah. Go Raptors. Right. Uh, should we get out of here? Get out? Yeah. Well, we got we got one more. I got two more things for you. I think. Okay, go on. Uh, actually, one more. All right. So Marley's, uh, they were uh, they're in the in the AHL and they're in their cup run. Um. Uh. But they recently got knocked out by uh, of playoff contention by the Charlotte Checkers. Oh right. Uh. Do you know who they who the Charlotte Checkers are, uh, are the affiliate team of? Uh, the Hurricanes. Yeah. But so basically, a, th- a theory that went around is that um. Or like something that happened was, as soon as the um, Hurricanes got knocked out, yeah, all of their players that had been in the playoff run f- in the NHL, right, who were rookies, got then sent, uh, they were allowed to be sent back down to the AHL. Oh, which means that basically no, like all the all that's dirty. So no, so the Marlies fans, yeah, wanted them wanted the Hurricanes to win and go to the final, so that, that those players wouldn't come ha- wouldn't be able to come back down. Right. So, so does that mean that we could have sent? Marner and everybody else down to no only people that we've called up. So uh, last so last year okay. we won because we had we could send down Dermot, Kapanen, yeah, Johnson, yeah, yeah, and yeah, like yeah. that mad pack of guys. Yeah, um, but we, the, I think the only couple people that were sent down was um, uh, what's his name? Ah, uh, Stan Makita. No, oh, you you making that joke? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think now. Uh, oh, um, Toe Blake, Trevor Moore, Trevor Moore. Oh yeah, Trevor Moore. Trevor Moore. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Uh, so anyway, they played that trick. Yeah, uh, so uh, Marley's are out. Um, and I think Newfoundland Growlers in a series. Um, but I don't know where they are in the series. I know that they last week they were 1-0 down. We need to check it out. I should I should check it out. Do you want me to check it out now? No, no, nah, nah, we'll have it for next time. Okay. Uh, okay, well, listen, uh, we've been on for a while. Yeah. We And we're coming back soon, sooner than we thought, because we're going to have the uh, Kirk interview. Yes. So we'll probably be back sooner than we were planning on being back. So let's get out for now. Okay. All right. Well, hey, huge, huge thanks to everybody who keeps tuning in. I don't know what happened with the last this last episode, but out of the blue, when we did our previous podcast, which I think was called uh, Ho- Hockey Night in, uh, Hockey in Night Slovakia, in Slovakia uh, more than double the amount of normal listeners and it's been growing for quite a while the whole season has been growing yeah but more than double the um, the normal amount of listeners listens to that episode for some reason so for those of you that are following us or uh tuning in whenever you get a chance or whatever thank you so much for listening um we are trying hard and and we do try and have uh, interesting stuff to say about hockey in general and that sort of thing and um you know we hope that you like our angle which is uh, some canadian guys living and playing hockey in the uk uh so thank you very much and thanks for checking us out in social media and stuff like that too uh thanks uh, as always to some some great pals of ours like the sports green um for example uh sports green is this amazing 
um, practice aid uh, that is brilliant for hockey. And now that we're in uh, ball and lacrosse season, it's great for that too. So check them out at the sports screen. They're on social media too. Really great guys. Kitchener, Ontario, I think they are. Uh, Bionic Skate Blades, also in Ontario, Canada. Um, both Finn and I use them, and they're absolutely brilliant. And they are starting to take over here in the UK too. So if you haven't tried them out yet, go and get some. They're better than Step Blades, in my opinion. Uh, so a couple clothing companies, Finn? Uh, Crossjack Clothing, which are in... Rotherham, up north. Yep. Uh, and then we also have Beardley Republic. Who I know you like those guys. Yeah, I absolutely love Beardley Republic guys. They are just so great. And uh, I love all their designs and stuff and uh, check out their instagram because uh, there's just such some cool stuff on there and they're cool people uh that's beer league republic and they're in toronto i think too okay uh true hockey as always yep uh they are the backbone of our uh hockey kit um finn and i are both devoted uh fans and uh, they've sent us loads of stuff over the uh over the last couple of years so we are always big fans um who are we missing? Oh, uh, Puck Stop yep. in Sheffield. Yep. Great family-run uh, shop up there. And uh, All-Star Sports locally here in uh, Swindon. Yeah. Um, run by a great guy called uh, Ian Clark. So um, if you want a shout-out on the, the podcast, by the way, and you're, uh, you've got a hockey-related business or anything else, it costs nothing. You don't have to send us anything either. Just uh, get in touch and let us know. We'll check you out. And if we, if we like it, we'll uh, talk about you. Uh, let's get out of here, Finn. Okay. Right. See you. See everybody next time. See ya. Is the best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good old hockey.